Hello and welcome to Change the Conversation, a podcast from Dara & Co featuring frank conversations and fresh perspectives that can help you to connect, communicate and grow. I'm your host, Elaine Burke, the Editor-in-Chief of Dara & Co. And I'm joined today by none other than the CEO of Dara & Co, Neve McElhan. So Neve, what is Dara & Co? I'm sure everyone wants to know. <laughs> yeah, and it's very... It, my punchline, it's the masterclass for relationships. Um, you've no idea how long it's taken me to condense that into a sentence because it's so much more than that. Um, but basically, in its very essence, it's about supporting people uh, on personal development and to nurture and build stronger, healthier, happier relationships with themselves and each other. I mean, that's a lovely, beautiful summary that I know has taken a long, long time. Because yes, it's the nature of startup universe. <laughs> the evolution of the brand and what we're about and what we want to do to support and help people. And I think from my own personal contacts, I'm very much about helping other people. I've been a massive ambassador for Tech for Good for years. Um, but I think for me, it's actually utilising and harnessing technology to actually create some good and change. Um, and that's what we're all about here is changing the conversation for better or having the strength to change your conversation if it's not good enough at whatever point in your relationship journey you find yourself. Um, and I suppose for me, this has been a labour of love now. We started this conversation back in January of 2023. And I'm so excited to be sitting here having this conversation with you now to tell you about the journey we've been on. And in the midst of our research and our discovery and our user research and insights and things like that, we find out that in actual fact, there's a huge loneliness epidemic across the globe. And we were like, well, what what can we do to support people and not feel lonely? And then that's married on top of the fact that Ireland was actually voted or surveyed to and, and found to have been the loneliest country in Europe. And given every Everything that we as Irish people stand for, or the stereotypical view of being Irish, is that we're happy, communicative, talkative, you know, people. And in actual fact, we're not. So for me, there's a, a really kind of ingrained passion for me to be able to help people, to reassure people that they're not on their own in some some way. And I, I, I think it's a, just such an interesting concept to come at this from that Irish perspective as well, because we are famous for that friendliness and openness and um, congeniality. And then we have in the modern age, all these tools at our disposal that are all about connecting people. Yet we're in this situation. And that's something that really intrigued me about the project is this tech for good aspect of it, because we have all the tech at our hands to connect. But are we connecting? Are they valuable connections? Are we, are we doing it well? And I, I, I get the sense personally no. Yeah, I absolutely not. agree. Like I I literally I talked about this in a TED talk back in 2017 about being socially connected, no, virtually connected, socially disconnected. And it's actually just got worse. You know, like I look at my own two beautiful teenage daughters who are educated through TikTok, you know, and it's like there's certain rules in our house now where you have to put the technology down because it's such a barrier to having real life conversations. And for me, this is a real advocacy piece. It's like, how do we put the human first, the humour at the centre of all, the human at the centre of all of this um, and actually utilise technology for connecting, real connections and not, you know, for driving you know, negativity or, you know, disconnecting people further and further, which we all know, we're all acutely aware of it now, you know, in modern society. And so for me, um, I want to be the change maker. And, you know, this isn't an Irish, you know, platform. This is a global platform. But obviously, it's hopefully with an Irish heart and a bit of warmth around it that'll actually drive us through the globe to help people. 
And there's something that's tied with the name as well. Darren Co is is got an Irish connection there too. Oh, absolutely! It's deep rooted. Um, now the name existed before I came on as CEO, and it's about strength. I think Dara comes from wisdom and oak tree, if I'm right. Not that I'm a, a fluent Gael whatsoever, unfortunately. <laughs> even though my name would would you know make you question that. But um, yeah, it's all about giving people strength and courage and confidence. And I think. You know, for me over the last while in particular, we've all been on huge journeys since the pandemic, you know, and I hate using that word, but it's <laughs> pandemic, you know. Um, but I think for me, there has been a real crisis and, you know, we need, you know, I, I reflect upon my own journey. I've been through a few difficult relationships and I've come out of them. And, you know, for me, I reflect on it now, having, you know, come through it and built up my confidence and my own self-awareness, you know. It's very easy to point the blame at somebody else. In actual fact, you should be pointing the finger at yourself. And I think for me, it's about having courage to speak your truth or in fact, having the confidence to speak your truth about how you really feel. And I think a lot of people, especially men, struggle with being able to say how they really feel. And, you know, through through the Darren Co platform, we're bringing expert led masterclasses with some amazing podcasts coming. We have the most incredible lineup of live online events coming up, which tackle all of these really tricky conversations that people need to have to live more fulfilling lives. And, you know, I, I look at friends of mine who are in, you know, long relationships and my goodness, like they shouldn't be together, but they feel like there's this old Irish cultural stigma that they should be. And in actual fact, they don't have the confidence or the courage in themselves to actually be honest with each other and say, how do we move away from this? We, we don't bring any value to each other's lives. We're not happy, evidently. You know, how do we how do we drive change? And I know we've had an amazing lady coming on the podcast that talks about, you know, conflict resolution in relationships and how to have difficult conversations without conflict or without going on the defence and being able to stay calm and being able to have adult conversations. And you know, a lot of us struggle with that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I and I think it's important um, that we get the balance right. You know, this isn't just about females. This is very much about the male voice and the platform. It's about giving people the opportunity to invest in themselves, to take time out. Like everything is so consumable, like it's all bite-sized content. We've spent so much time researching how people consume content mm-hmm. nowadays. And, you know, it's 20-minute snippets here and there. It's bite-sized. It's on the go. Put your podcast on when you're out walking the dog. You know, we've made it easy content to consume with the look of it really having an impact for people to move forward. Yeah, because obviously people are very time poor these days but very engaged in this stuff like I do think like as progressive as a society as we've become like people are open to new ideas but there's still some old things that still sit very deeply like what you said about like the breakup of a long-term relationship is still seen in a certain context of like it will always kind of be contextualised as some sort of a tragedy and there often is some kind of tragedy but sometimes it's just that people grew apart and there's a healthy way of allowing that to happen and not kind of looking at it in, in these tragic kind of ways because sometimes it's better for both people Absolutely. if they were to, I've been to that soldier. Apart. Like, you know, I, I look at the girl's father who's a great guy and an amazing daddy but he and I just didn't have you know, we didn't have the same values. We didn't want the same things in life and we grew apart. And, you know, on reflection now, I, I was so young and I look back and think, you know, my goodness, if I had have been able to communicate more effectively or more honestly, you know, it would have saved so much hurt. Um, but unfortunately, you know, hindsight's a wonderful thing. But for me, it's, 
you know, some separations should be celebrated, you know, and and this is the reality, but it goes back to those old cultural values that, you know, I remember I was like the scarlet woman, you know, nobody spoke to me and it was as if I was some evil witch, you know, but looking back on it now, it was, you know, the best thing that could have happened because we, we were so miserable with each other and there's so many people out there and I remember at the time actually going through it and I, I just thought like nobody has ever walked in my shoes before nobody has gone through this and I remember closing the door closing the curtains and just wanted the ground to swallow me up at times because I felt so isolated even though I have the most amazing family I have the most amazing circle of friends and they were all there for me but I just felt so isolated and for me that's a big passion within the Darren Co platform that for me is fundamental you are not alone on this journey somebody has gone through it 10 times worse than you think you ever have and for me if I got one person to reach out in the platform to seek some solace to seek some help well for me that's just that's exactly what we're here for yeah and it's always it's always good when someone who leads uh, a company is you know eating their own dog food as they say because you know they've just a better feel for everything like how do you do you see yourself as a Darren Co user like how would you benefit oh, from the platform I think even in the development it's been like therapy for me because I'm so self-aware now and I think in this generation like we are a woke nation now you know we we, we are so honest with ourselves and our sexuality and who we want to be and what we want to achieve and you know let's not blur the virtual and real real world lines you know I think social media has been very damaging to a huge amount of people um, but I think you know I I am typically an optimist I'm you know probably high energy really positive I have been through the shit, you know, and like I, you know, I'm divorced. I've been bankrupt. I was engaged and it broke up. I, you know, found myself out of work, broke again. And, you know, and it's like, how do you keep picking yourself back up time and time again when you've gone through all of it? And for me, I'm just blessed that I have such a zest for life. And I think having gone through all of that nonsense, being able to actually carve that into something that could help other people out there well it's just a gift and I feel very blessed to be able to use all the crap that I've come through to actually really help other people and I hope to do that and like, what kind of challenges do you hope to address the Darren Co? What kind of people do you hope to reach? Well, I think the first the first protocol for me is is tackling this loneliness epidemic. Like it would break my heart to think that there's somebody out listening to this today that feels completely on their own or like they have nobody to talk to. Um, and I think for me, there's a, there's a bigger piece outside of the platform where we, you know, as adults take responsibility to support other people as well and just to check in on those, you know, because you often find the loudest person is actually one that's probably struggling the most. So it's always just for me is to educate people in that awareness, to check in on people who are maybe a bit quiet on it, you know. Um, there's nobody in the, in this world that should ever feel lonely um, and, and abandoned. And unfortunately, a lot of people do. For me, what I would really like to do, and I suppose suppose this is one of my really key strengths is that the my network you know my network has been my saving grace when I find myself out of work my network rallied around you know not you know my, my business network um, but also my my friends and the community were there to support me get through it so for me I would love people to realize just the power that their community has to help um, and oh, one brilliant lady um, an old boss of mine said to me you know when I had to swallow my pride and kind of put my hand up and say, guys, I'm, I'm looking for work here. Can anybody help me? She said to me, if people don't know that you're looking, how do you expect them to know? 
They're not mind readers. So for me, I would like the content that we publish in Dara & Co to encourage somebody to say, actually, I could do with some help or actually I'm not happy and to give them the courage to go and seek some support. And that's one thing that we will do is signpost people, you know, where we're not, you know, we're not a counselling service. We're not, you know, there, but we will certainly make recommendations to support people, find the right help and support that they need. Um, And I suppose for me, it's about building your communication skills. It's about having the confidence to communicate. Um, it's about to build relationship resilience. You know, when we look at egos and narcissism and all these wonderful words of gaslighting and all the games that unfortunately we play in our adult relationships, I would like people just to become more aware, you know, of these things that do go on um, and on both sides, you know, because some narcissists don't even realise they are narcissists. So how do we work on them, right? <laughs> how do we yeah. help them, you know? Um, and there is, there is a trend now where there's a lot of awareness. I think awareness building has, has definitely made a mark in terms of, you know, people being aware of narcissistic personalities and gaslighting, red flags and relationships mm. and stuff like that. But then it's also, that's kind of had an effect here with this like therapy speak that uh, people can even weaponize. Uh, oh, they don't even realize that you're accusing someone of gaslighting, but maybe you were the gaslighter in other phases. So it's kind of like, there's an element where we also need to turn that mirror on ourselves, I think. 100%. And I'm guilty, Your Honour. I wouldn't say I was a narcissist by any stretch of the imagination, but selfish, yeah. And, you know, I wanted things to go my way and I probably didn't consider other people sometimes. And, you know, I feel bad about that now, you know, but I have spent so much time investing in myself to try and figure out like who I am and what I am and you know sometimes you do doubt yourself and you think oh, I'm not good enough or whatever but you know what you be the best you can be right now you be the best version of you right now I think there's this pressure in society you know to be this multi multi-millionaire with the villas and the PJ and the you know influencer you know and I just feel sorry for the Gen Zers in particular because there's so much pressure on them to have this and that's not real life and then the other thing going back to the cultural nuances of, of you know stereotypical Ireland was the man was the provider and the woman stayed at home and that's still very much at the fore in Ireland you know and a lot of men are struggling with the dynamic the shift in the dynamic where you know like most of my girlfriends are strong, financially independent women. You know, they're a force to be reckoned with. And men really struggle with the shift in this. And, you know, gone are the days of the old patriarchy. You know, like Barbie was phenomenal what for <laughs> what a film, right? But it was phenomenal in actually bringing awareness to that. And the reality is men are so kind of categorised and labelled like this. And now all of a sudden they're not. So they have this real trouble trying to diversify in the shift you know and, and where do they fit in and so for me um, I really want to help the male voice mm. like we've some amazing male specialists coming on and I would love men to you know allow themselves to be comfortable being vulnerable that it's not a sign of weakness mm -hmm. and to actually say oh this, this is really good this has helped her to talk more you know yeah it's the beauty of the Barbie movie like it showed how for limited ideas of masculinity are as harmful to men as they are to women and Absolutely. it really did a superb job of doing that in such a comedic fashion like it's definitely one of the funniest films I've ever seen as oh, well it's so touching it's so Ryan Gosling it, saying hey I wasn't into the give him the Oscar all the yeah. awards please it was and, like, um, there wasn't enough horses yeah but that idea as well like again like this, all this talk of toxic masculinity and stuff like that and it's all very 
versus uh, to use the vernacular of yeah. the kids these days if they even say that anymore but it's all very antagonistic and instead of we should maybe be talking about not just putting it on the Indian individual and in this age everything's very individualistic but it's yeah. like here's how you can help yourself and wellness is all about self-improvement and self-reflection and stuff like that but not kind of thinking of things in the context of society and really what we should be and this is why Darren Co the community aspect is so important because this kind of this takes a society to accept this so what's the point if you learn how to speak out if no one's here to listen a hundred percent and the other thing as well is like I feel we put ourselves under pressure to be well to do our yoga to get up it's like wow I need to work out before I go because it'll make me feel better and to the point that we actually drive ourselves to distraction you know the whole well-being thing can actually not be well so I think it's the pressure of society that kind of enables us to say well you must drink four litres of water you know have an alkaline diet don't do this and we get so carried away that sometimes you just want to bring it back to centre and say where are just take stock of where you're at now are you happy no what are you not happy about my relationship I don't have enough money I have a bit of weight on Okay, we'll take one of those things and where do you start? So the journey we go on, the only person that we need to love the most is ourselves because we got to look at ourselves on this whole path. And that's the thing I've I've learned over even like for girlfriends that have had one disastrous date after another. I actually told a friend of mine at the start of this year that she wasn't allowed to go on another dating app until she invested six months in herself. I did. And she killed me for saying this, so I won't name her name. But I gave her a journal and I said, I do not want you to look at a nap until you take six months of self-care, of reading books, of looking after yourself, of spas, massages, facials, whatever it is that is your downtime um, and a treat to you. And until you feel good about yourself, because I always, mommy, my, my mommy, she's amazing um, lady, always said to me, Neve, there's two things in this world. Always be financially independent and never rely on anyone else for your own happiness. And like that was at no age, you know, when 40 years on, here I am preaching it again because it's still true. And I think for me, it's like, I just want people to be content in their skin, in their life as they are right now, living now, right today, not tomorrow, not next week, not in five years, right now. And that's what we want to bring, bring comfort to people through Dara and Co. I think it can be a hard thing for people to acknowledge that and take responsibility for it like really deeply like it's they're easy words to say but hard to internalise and I think that's because we live in a culture where you're constantly being told the things that you need to buy and do that will make you happy and whole economies are run off of this so we can't we can't let that secret out that the only yardstick for your own happiness is actually how you feel yeah. and it's none of these external externalities and I think is there an element where technology has started to take the place of the partner that you used to find or the, the person in your life that you used to find responsible for your happiness and blame for everything that you weren't happy about now you're like oh it's because my steps aren't up and it's because my metrics are off and all yeah, this kind of crap that's adding extra layers of pressure yeah. do what makes you feel good you know have a glass of wine you know, in moderation, you don't yeah. have the bottle, like, but have a glass. Yeah. You know, go and go for a walk instead of a run. You know, lie in instead of forcing yourself to get up. You know, we're guilty of all of this and just do what makes you happy. Like, honestly, on Friday night, um, you know, I spent and my, my daughters were with me this weekend. I made hot chocolate and the highlight of my night was going to the, the, the shop to get, you know, cream in a can, whippy cream in a can. Oh, yeah. So stuff. I could make them look like professional hot chocolates. Do you know? And to me, that was the simplest pleasure. One, one, one euro eighty and there's a can of cream and that's what it cost. You know, so and I know that's that's, you know, 
in, in my la la land. But it's like it is sometimes just going back to basics and simple things and stop putting ourselves under so much pressure to be or to to go or to, to show or whatever it is. And for me, I think if we actually all just said, you know what, I am actually really happy as I am. Imagine, imagine just putting that out into the universe and owning it. Yeah, as I am as well being very important there because it's like not because I am so productive at my job not because I have put myself into a figure and a shape and a look that pleases other people but literally just contentment in yourself as you are right now a hundred percent and I don't know like I reflect back on on some of the handlings I've got myself into over the years right and they, I, I thought now how am I getting out of this today <laughs> you know with different different just really difficult situations. And I can genuinely tell you, positivity is the one thing that has gotten me through my optimism. And that isn't, you don't, I don't think you're, well, I think you probably, your attitude obviously is everything, but that comes with this experience as well through being resilient. And for me, I would say I'm probably one of the most resilient people I've ever encountered. You know, there's been some dark days and I think, well, this is absolutely going to hurt. But how are we going to get through this? And for me, I think when you wake in the morning and you know you have a difficult situation to deal with, deal with it. Don't bury your head in the sand. And that's what a lot of people do. They're like little ostriches. They run into the corner. Oh, we'll pretend it's not happening. We'll stick our fingers in our ears and go la 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 la. You have to deal with situations as difficult as they are. Difficult conversations, you know, going back to changing the conversation mm-hmm. here at Darrenco. We have to have difficult conversations. And for me, it was having the courage to have those conversations with banks, with partners, with mortgage providers and all of that, that actually allowed me to move forward. Because the longer you feel stuck in not dealing with situations, you can't actually move forward. So for me, you know, that would be my absolute if you're struggling, you know, if you're, you know, finding it tough, deal with it. Deal with the situation. Don't, you know, try and put a sticky plaster on with it because you're delaying the inevitable. Yeah. And you know what's funny? It's every time you have a really tricky, difficult conversation, once they're done, you're like, oh, that wasn't as bad as I thought it was going to oh, be. Oh, yeah. You always make it worse in your yeah, head. I always say that. It's like whatever, whatever you think is going to happen here, it's not going to be as bad as that. So just... Go for it, and then, then and then when it's done, it's done as well. Like once it, it, it the more you spend avoiding it, the more it dwells oh. on your mind, and it never gets you never get past it. But if you do it, and if it maybe it may be awful, it may yeah. be an awful experience, but at least it will be over. Yeah, there's that element of it 100%, as well. Percent, and and it is dealing with it. And I think you know, for me, um, it's it's just having courage mm-hmm. sometimes to do that. Um, and it does build resilience. Like if you go through something tough and come out the other side of it and realize. I made it. I mean, I'm scared from it, but yeah. I made it. I'm yeah. here. I'm whole. I'm still existing. Yeah. yeah. Like you can learn that, that what you can put up with then, what you can 100%. strive through. Do you worry sometimes? Because I, I think, you know, we've learned a lot of how to protect ourselves, I think. And that's very, very important. But do you worry sometimes that with all the, all that we've learned about how to protect ourselves and kind of like know when to say no to things and to not launch into something if you're not feeling very well about it or comfortable about it but sometimes you can make that something that actually removes you too much from things and you're not actually pushing yourself to to live through the things that will actually benefit you in in a way. I think one of the things I've learned the most is to trust your gut right. Oh my god gut instinct is never far wrong and if only I listened to my gut 
over situations like we make a joke you know in situations that we've got into I might as well have wrapped myself in 20 red flags you know all the red flags were there and I ran through and I hugged them all and I was like woohoo I know this isn't right but I'm going to do it anyway you know like streamers running oh yeah running through them (laughs) pulling them all with me like wee you know it was like uh, uh, listen to your gut you know if it's not right you know what's not right if you know you have the burning feeling inside you to go for it then go for it but I, I, I think definitely when you have when something is at unease it sits within you and you know it's not right even if it's a little niggle you know it's not right have the courage not to do it because you know it's not right um, and, and that that's literally the joke that the girls and I have had it's like oh there's more red flags that we just acquired they're there, you know, and, and we choose to either see or ignore them. You know, you can't put your hands over your eyes and run through and, you know, pretend they're not there because you know they're there. So there's a lot around taking responsibility for our own actions. Mm-hmm. and But also obviously having, you know, ensuring you have the right contacts around you to help you. And is it, it there's an element then of you kind of have to acknowledge that, no matter how much you try to, like, because that's the thing, wellness is, is sold on this idea of selling you the perfect life. Well, we all need to realise that doesn't exist no. in any way, shape or form. And actually life is going to be challenging. And the challenges can be as worthwhile as the high points in many, many ways. Certainly in retrospect, more so when you're actually uh-huh, going through 100%. it. percent It's a roller coaster yeah. and it literally goes up and down. And I remember watching uh, uh, a podcast with Tom Hanks, Robert De Niro, uh, Jamie Foxx were all around the table. And Robert De Niro said, just remember in life, this too shall pass. When it's really difficult and the times are really hard and challenging you, this too shall pass. When the times are amazing and going really, really well for you, this too shall pass. So that is just the ups and downs in life. And some people get it tougher um, than others. Uh, and they're very lucky. Some people get it horrendously bad. Um, and they're very unlucky. And, you know, I look at all of my um, situations that have challenged me over my life. You know what? They were fine. You know, they were mediocre in comparison to some of the stuff people have to go through. Um, but I still had to go through them myself. Um, and I think it's it's so true that this too shall pass. And I remember on reflection, I was sitting down talking to my mum and dad one day and daddy said, hi, my girl as he does in his Tyrone accent, he said, if you were to put your own bother into the middle of the table, he said, you wouldn't be long taking it back out again. And I think that's so true. I think we, as you said earlier, Elaine, we overanalyze, overthink and these things, you know, blow up in our head. And actually, when we deal with the situation, they're not even a fraction of that, you know. So for me, if there was kind of three or four things that I would like to you know, our listeners to to understand about what we're taking to the market is that we want to support you build self-belief in yourself. I don't think people give themselves enough credit as to how amazing they all are. Um, number one, I see it time and time again. You know, it goes back to that. Oh, I love your dress. Oh, pre-mark fiver or pennies fiver. You know, <laughs> the self-deprecating. We, oh, yeah. we deprecate, self-deprecate every time instead of saying thank you. Um, so for me, there's a a, a piece in crea- creating like a fresh kind of narrative and self-awareness, good and bad, and being honest with ourselves. I think I want people to build relationship resilience on both sides to be aware. Um, you know, when you're maybe not being the nicest and to be aware when maybe you could do more, but also to be aware of what's acceptable and what's good enough and what's not good enough. 
I think then for me, how, how you get to that point is obviously building uh, confident communication skills because, you know, in every relationship, it's about being able to communicate. It's like you and I talking today. It's about being able to communicate. It's about me being able to communicate with my kids, with my parents, with my friends, you know, with my colleagues. It's it's all about that. But also then in, in light of that, it's about nurturing those connections because we probably take for granted some of the most amazing people we have in our network, whether it's personal or professional. And for me, it's about just honing in on the importance of nurturing our connections because they're the people that will have our back at all times. Yeah. Well, you so neatly summarised what Darren Co is about at the top of the episode. So now I'm going to challenge you because we've kind of talked around the subject throughout. But what does changing the conversation mean to you because that's what this podcast is about that's what Darren Co is all about so how do we sum that up just as nicely as you did earlier yeah so I think for me change the conversation has so many different um, levels to it okay so first of all is changing the conversation when something isn't good enough okay um, but there's also and I said this earlier it's about having confidence to, to have those difficult conversations it's about understanding that maybe someone is no longer part of your conversation you know we hang on to these people in our lives that add no value and instead of and this is in platonic friendships mm-hmm. this is not just in you know in loving relationships this is like when when friends don't come to the party you know where they don't add any value but yet you're constantly there listening to them as if you're their emotional sponge. That's not good for people. You have to have courage to say, listen, I'm not I'm not listening to this anymore. Um, so for me, that's a, part, a big part of changing the conversation, changing the conversation for good. You know, let's actually invest a bit of time in becoming more confident and becoming more um, fun again. And I, I think that like one of our core values is crack. It's to have the crack, you know, and, and over the last wee while, Everybody's so serious and, and, you know, bring the crack back. That's changing the conversation. Let's have the crack, you know. Um, So there's so many different variables in what change the conversation means. But I think it's just not accepting, you know, current negative situations at the moment or negative conversations um, and how we help people come along to actually speak their truth. Uh, well, I think that's a great place to leave it. And also, I think we've got another hashtag in Bring the Crack Back as well. And it was great talking to you, Neve. Obviously, if anyone wants to find out anything else about Dara & Co, they can check out daraandco.com where you can find masterclasses, articles, podcasts on all the subjects we've kind of delved into today and more. And where can they find you if they want to follow up with you? Probably the best is LinkedIn. Just type in Neve McElhatton and you'll find me. And hopefully you'll make some lovely connections. Bring it on. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Thanks more, so much. More the merrier. Thanks, Elaine. <laughs>